Another big night from the offense helps the Mariners avoid getting swept in Cincinnati. Our thoughts on the 8-4 win coming up here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ahoy, sailors. It is Wednesday, September 6, 2023. This is Tidy Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners postgame show brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on. That's L-O-C-K-D-O-N to get started. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the game. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear and if you're part of the crew and rock with us every single day let us know in the comments below and if you want to hear from us even more please consider signing up for our patreon you can now get a free seven-day trial to check out the show the link as well as our social accounts is in the description of this episode eight to four the final score from cincinnati the mariners are back in the win column and avoid getting swept by the reds colby your thoughts on the game we're finally talking about a win feels good are we though? Are we? Did you yeah. watch the ninth, Ty? Did you right. watch he, the ninth? He he told me before we got on here. You know, I said, "Hey, th- this show's not going to be depressing." And he was like, "Don't try me." And there you I go. can make it depressing, guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, come on. Anyway, you hate fun. You hate fun. Yeah, uh, th- I'm sure the comment section would agree with you. But yes, chant um, it with me. You hate fun. You hate fun. Whatever gets people to comment, it's good for the YouTube algorithm. Uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I thought the please the game do leave tonight, a comment below. By the way, sure. you know, maybe be positive about it, but you know, mm. I understand that not everybody can be as cheery. Be positive as I about me, not him. I mean, you, you can do whatever. I, I you understand want, not people. Him. Not everybody has my sunny disposition, but you know, whatever. Right. Um, right. Yeah, kind of a. It was it was a good night for the offense. There's no doubt about that. You put up eight runs. It's a good night. It doesn't matter how you do it. You put up eight. Uh, and he kind of did it a little bit differently today, though, because Julio Rodriguez with a big fat offer, uh, he did not carry the offense tonight, which is a nice little twist yep. to show that you want Julio to carry like you like last night was fun, but you'd rather yeah. have zero for five and the Mariners win than you know, three for four with two homers and the Mariners lose. And the way that the Mariners were able to do that today without, you know, any kind of, um, you know, without any contribution really from Julio is Cal Raleigh went uh, three for four walked. He reached base four times. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez reached reach base three times. Uh, a Eugenio uh, had a couple hits today, which after his first mostly day off the other day, which is good to see. And then mm-hmm. you got some, some, uh, you know, Ty France is probably the star of this game, uh, which is fantastic to see because as much yeah. as we may rag on Ty France and, and don't get me wrong, I still don't think he should be on this roster next year. And I still, you know, think the Mariners should look to do better. Uh, he was huge tonight. He had a big 10, 10 pitch uh, walk um, that came right before the Mike Four two run homer to kind of kick off the scoring. Um, he had a big RBI double uh, and then he added a, an RBI single uh, for a little bit of extra insurance run there uh, in the, uh, what was that? The seventh. So mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Ty France, uh, you know, kind of carried. You had four Mariners and multiple hits tonight. You have Raleigh, Teoscar, uh, Gino, and France, and that's how it's supposed to look. And then you get a little bit from everybody else. Rojas drew a walk, scored a run. J.P. Croft, uh, Rojas is at bat, by the way. Very good at bat. Yep, yep, yep. So that was good to see because his at-bats recently have been a little, a little suspect, but that was a good one. 
Uh, JP Crawford, the big three run homer. He's at 15 home runs now, which yep. is just insane. Um, outside shot at 20. Uh, and I, as I mentioned before, Mike Ford with the big two run homer. So today your your all stars carried you, but it wasn't your superstar. And that's mm-hmm. good to see that Julio can have an offer and the rest of the guys just pick him up and, and, you know, continue mm-hmm. to, um, because for a while there, even when the, in the, when the offense was going good, it felt like it was the Julio and Teoscar show. And then right. whatever you were getting from everybody else was a bonus. Well, today was the opposite. And, and Teo's still doing his thing. I mean, he's almost, he's almost a two seventy now. Like his numbers are basically what they were last year. Yeah. First inning, he extends the setting streak to 15 games, which ties a career high for him. Mm-hmm. So he he's he's continuing to stay hot. It wasn't just the month of August, and obviously, yeah. you know, flipping the calendar doesn't auto- automatically make you suck all of a sudden. But uh, you know, Tell this that to team the Mariners road trip, but sure, yeah, 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 yeah. The Mariners have hit a little bit of a brick wall as of late, but uh, directly on September one. So you yeah, know, very whatever. very weird, very weird, very weird indeed. But uh, at least that hasn't uh, those struggles haven't come for Teo. Uh, he's no. been uh, fantastic at the plate. I don't know if you saw this, Todd. Do you know that Cal Raleigh is a four-win player right now? Yeah. You know J.P. Crawford's probably going to finish as a five-win player yep. on B-War? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw I saw today he was the he's the first Mariners shortstop to secure four and a half wins since A-Rod in, what, 2000? 2000, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not a, not a ton of stiff competition there. It's basically Guillen and... Do Bettencourt. not disrespect. Yeah, do not disrespect Unieski yeah. <laughs> Um And just think of the and metric. Brendan Ryan. Yeah, I mean Brendan was was awesome, but defensively, um, yeah. I mean that's so is Jack Wilson, but you know Ryan yeah. had the little league triple, so that counts. True, true, true. true. Um, or it was an inside. It was a triple, but uh, yeah. So the Mariners are getting good production from other guys. It's not just Julio. Um, JP Crawford's having a career year. Cal Raleigh. You know, it's it's only his second full year, so you hesitate to call it a career year, but it is right now. He's gonna, you know, break his home his personal home run record. He's yeah. on base percentage is up about 20, 30 points from where it was last year. The average is maintained. Um there are legitimate, you know, um I would I would say there's probably three legitimate like all star quality players in your lineup right now. Mm-hmm. Uh and they're all homegrown and they are well, JP uh, we'll count them, but like they're all homegrown, they're <laughs> sure. all they're all uh, performing right now. They're all having uh, in a lot now, of ways. Only the Phillies get credit for J.P. Crawford's development. <laughs> yes, because as we know, development stops at the major league level, which is why J.P. was a pretty consistent four and a half one player for the Phillies. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, he was supposed to be at one point. That, that, in time. Was, the, that, that was the plan. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, overall, the offense was really good tonight. Uh, they scored in bunches, you know, five run fourth kind of carries the day. But uh, yeah, a lot of lot more good at bats you know that's been kind of an issue the last few days these haven't strung together a lot of good at bats they chased a lot um you know today they weren't incredible uh you know they struck out seven times but they also drew uh five walks so yeah it's a pretty good ctz number that you like um and yeah it, it just it was a good night for the offense it was a good enough night for the pitching staff i don't want to give you know the I don't want to give Logan too much credit. I know we're going to talk about here him in a minute here because um, he did do something that, you know, some Mariner starters haven't done in the last few days. And we'll talk about that, but yeah. it was good to see the bullpen bounce back kind of except for Andres 
a little bit. Um, it seemed like he was trying to work in that slider, right? He got it, some whiffs on it. Like, yeah, you come just, in with a five run lead, like here, like try it for a couple of, yeah, try it for a couple of batters at least and, and see what right. happens. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, once, once, you know, it kind of, I don't want to say he lost it, but once, once he felt like the game was getting a little bit too tight, he just went right for the right for the heat. Um, but yeah, yeah he, he got some whiffs. He got three whiffs on the slider. I don't five swings. So yeah. Munoz was okay, but it was good to see Topa get right back out there and and deliver a yeah. quick in. It was a very Justin Topa like inning. It was good to see Gabe Spire go out there after he had a rough outing in New York, I believe it was. So it was good to see these guys go out there and just be what they have been all year, right? We don't need them to be better than they've been. Just be that and you'll be just fine. And, and so it was good to see those guys go out there and get the job done. But uh, overall, it's a, it's a solid win. It feels like one you needed, but you needed it. You needed you it. Know. Yeah, absolutely. Because you lose this game, especially after last night, especially like in the fashion that they would have had to lose tonight, you know, it would have been another blown lead. Uh, yeah. You, you needed to, to finish this thing off and finish this thing off convincingly just to get back on the horse here, just because you don't want to let this thing snowball because then you start to get in your head a little bit here. You know, the teams behind you are hanging around or they're catching up. And now maybe you start to press a little bit. Guys start to do or try to do a little too much, whether it be at the plate, whether it be on the mound, whatever. So you just don't want guys to to kind of get out of their groove here and get into a funk and continue playing your ball. Don't step out of your comfort zone. Just keep doing what you've been doing for the last month plus. And I think that this win helps you, right? Because you don't want to fall into a situation here like the Rangers have found themselves in right now. Because the Rangers right now, they're in hell. They're in baseball hell. They're about to drop their, I think, 12th of the last 16. Yeah. That's and again, their whole avoid. second half has been painfully mediocre at best. Right until like, the last two weeks, and then it's just yeah. been—they've been bad. They've been objectively yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you don't want that to be you. And it easily could because we've talked about this. Tampa Bay is a very good team, and you have four games against them, and your bullpen's a little beat up right now. There's just yeah. there's no reason to deny that. And and the Angels, while they're a shell of what they were the last time you played them they're still a division rival. They still play you very well. And then you have the Dodgers who are, you know, they got swept by Miami. So they're going through a little bit of a funk right now too, but they're arguably the second best team in the national league in all of baseball for that matter. So yeah, the difference between getting swept and just dropping one game in a series to go two and one pretty massive, especially when we're down to the last, I think 23 games of the season. Like you have to avoid sweeps, even when you're not playing well, you have to find a way to steal one here and there. And you have to find a way to win series that you should win. So even if you're not playing well, when you face the angels, you need to find a way to win that series. Very good win. Very good win. Absolutely needed it. Let's talk more about this pitching staff. Let's talk about Logan Gilbert here in just a moment. But first a reminder, this episode of the locked on Mariners post game show is brought to you by LinkedIn. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and seller at every stage, especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data in a real-time 
real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this deep sales, and we built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That is linkedin.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on and get started. You're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you so much for making us your first listen after the Mariners 8-4 win over the Cincinnati Reds. The Mariners begin a four-game series with the Tampa Bay Rays tomorrow. You can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. And after the game, you can catch us back here for the Locked On Mariners postgame show. We're just, we're probably just going to do postgame shows for the rest of the week with the weird start times. It just it doesn't seem to really make sense for us to right. drop an episode only like a couple hours before the game is going to start for you guys. So right back to the normal schedule when Seattle gets back home. Oh, holy moly. Your face is so blown I, out. I right know. Now. I know. That's I was like, <laughs> oh, that's better. There you go. But look, I move my hand. I'm just going to keep uh, my hand right here to add some contrast. <laughs> there we go. There we go. There we so go. That works. Keep my hand here. To now add some now you're just apparently. now you're just in the dark, but yeah, that's that's fine. That's better. You could see my lighting get progressively worse as the sun's going down. Yeah. And so was at, at that point, I was just, if you guys aren't watching, I was like glowing, like super white. He, he so. was glowing. I mean, you know, he was just, uh, he, he's been uh, elevated. Uh, he's ascended after watching this Mariners offense the, uh, the last two days. Easy. Sure. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Logan Gilbert. Um, decent night. Not a great night, but you know what? If you can actually get outs after the last few days, if you can get outs, if you can actually put some guys away and two straight counts, great outing in my book. Five and a third innings pitch for Gilbert. Three earned runs, seven hits, uh, nine strikeouts, just two walks. The Mariners tonight struck out 14 hitters, 13 hitters, and they walked three. That is very good after what's been happening on this road trip so yes we will take that we will take that all day long but overall what did you think about gilbert it was very bryce miller-ish in yesterday where there was just traffic and like he had to make a lot of big pitches to get out of some jams but logan was able to get whiffs today and Uh you know whiffs why are whiffs so important why did ty and i talk about them so much they're strikes in which you don't have to in which there's no damage afflicted, right? Like if you hit a home run, you still threw a strike technically. So not all strikes are created equal whiffs or strikes that don't hurt you. So uh, Logan had 17 today on 45 swings. It's 38%. Uh, that's, that's pretty good. That's, that's a pretty good number. Um, and you know, uh, the reds were being really aggressive with Logan. Um, still a couple instances where he gave up a couple two strike hits, whatever that's going to happen. But the last few days it's been, noticeable how often that has been happening so logan had to you know find a way to put guys away and he did uh tonight his his best pitch was probably the splitter got nine whiffs or sorry five whiffs on nine swings and he threw it in the strike zone quite often uh didn't get a ton of calls which you know cal didn't have an amazing day behind the plate uh you know took a couple splitters out of the strike zone that were definitely strikes but uh, he was able to threaten the strike zone with it at the very least which is what you need to do with that splitter and then expand you know he dropped the knuckle curve uh you know 12 times 
got three whiffs on five swings. That's a good number. Uh, and then, you know, the forcing fastball didn't get, generate a lot of whiffs, but 40% called strike plus whiff rate on that four seamer. So it was a good effective pitch for Logan tonight, even though it didn't get a ton of swing and misses. Um, so overall, I would say Logan was fine. He was better in New York. He was better in New York. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a little more Bryce Miller-ish where it's just like you're just grinding through innings and uh but you found a way to to avoid damage um so like logan definitely pitched better than bryce miller did yesterday despite miller having you know the better slash line which again is why we talk about all the time don't box score scout pitchers in particular because if you just did that you'd be like oh well miller was better than than gilbert nope gilbert was significantly better and after the the five run inning there were some times where gilbert was like Let's like, let's not walk a guy here. Let's, let's put this down the middle and beg the guy to do damage on it. And the reds for the most part did, you know, uh, brash came in, cleaned up at Logan's mess and, uh, the rest is history. But overall I would say Logan's outing was adequate. Uh, mm-hmm. it was certainly the best outing you got in the series, but it was, it was far from spectacular. And, you know, you really wish you could have finished out that, that fifth inning or right. the sixth inning. Right. Hey, hats off to the Reds, though. Uh, they were a really tough out, you know, and some of that obviously on the Mariners pitching staff, but this is a, a really talented offense with a lot of young, talented bats. Um, I can say this now that we're out of this series and we're no longer playing against him. You know, it, it sucked because it was against us, but Noel V, uh, it's really cool to see Noel V Marte having some success at the big league level. I was a big fan of his coming up in the uh, the Mariners farm system. So that was really cool uh, to see overall. Uh, and I really like the Reds in general. Like, I'm like, they're kind of my National League team this year. Um, so they're, they're, Right, but they're they're fun. They're fun with Ellie and, and Spencer Steer. I really like Spencer Steer, by the way. He's a good player. Um, and Carnassi on Strand and and TJ Friedel. Like, yeah, they run. Like, they're they're a fun ball club. They're a fun mm-hmm. offense. That pitching staff is just it's bad. But obviously, they've been hit by a lot of COVID uh, issues as well. So we didn't see them still. at full strength. But they're still yeah, not a good pitching staff. But yeah, that offense is a lot of fun, man. And uh, yeah, they gave uh, they gave a really good Mariners pitching staff a run for their money. Obviously, a Mariners pitching staff that was not performing at its highest level, but still. Uh, so yeah, hats off to those guys. Um, yeah, we'll see if they are uh, if they're able to make the playoffs. Um, you talked about them a little bit here earlier. Uh, I just want to give another shout out though to the to the Mariners bullpen, especially after what happened last night, to be able to bounce back tonight with a really good performance. Uh, Matt Brash. Uh, who, you know, he did give up the single uh, when he first came in, but to work out of a bases loaded jam, uh, that was great. Uh, Gabe Spire with a nice bounce back inning. Uh, Justin Topa with a nice bounce back inning. Um, this bullpen was was uh, really good tonight. You know, and even Munoz, for the most part, I mean, like he did, you know, give up the home run and he did walk the guy, but he went to that fastball and was able to put these guys away and, and didn't make it any more interesting than it than it needed to be tonight. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that's a, a good sign of things to come here for this bullpen because they're going to need them. They're going to need them, man, because, um, yeah, you know, last night you, you score six runs you should be able to win that game. Like I know that the offense missed out on some opportunities as well to, to add more runs onto the board, but still when you score six runs, you should be able to win that game, uh, especially with 
what this pitching staff can be. So uh, hopefully uh, we don't experience too many more nights uh, like that one. And we uh, get to see more nights like this one uh, from this Mariners bullpen. So yeah, uh, again, overall good win for the Mariners tonight. Uh, Good stuff, mostly from the uh, pitching staff. And uh, yeah, let's talk more about this offense. I want to talk more about JP Crawford um, because man, he's, (laughs) he just keeps killing it at the play. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I feel like this year we felt like eventually he was he was going to regress at some point, right? Because he always has. He's he's had hot months in previous mm-hmm. years, but then he kind of falls off for a couple months, has another good month, and then kind of is just about league average for the rest of the way. JP might be the guy I trust the most in this lineup, and that's saying something because there's a lot of you know really talented hitters in here, but JP being that guy consistently, awesome. And now he's hitting for power. It's amazing. So we're going to talk more about him in just a moment. But first, a reminder, this episode of the Locked On Mariners postgame show is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be in on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's L-O-C-K-D-O-N. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners postgame show. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the Mariners' 8-4 win over the Cincinnati Reds. Again, the Mariners begin a four-game series with the Tampa Bay Rays down in Tampa, Florida. Tomorrow, you can catch all the action on the Mariners' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. And after the game, you can catch us here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. So, J.P. Crawford hit his 15th home run. He's already surpassed his career high in home runs, but he hit his 15th home run of the season tonight. Absolutely crushed it. Three-run bomb that made it, what, 6-1 to one Mariners, I believe? Yep. And uh, I got to ask you, man, is he going to get to 20? <laughs> he might. He might. He's got some work to do. He's got to get five dingers in, in 23 games. Um, well, he's hit four in the last nine games, 10 games. Sure. Three on this road trip. Um, yes. And while I appreciate, you know, John Power Crawford uh, mm-hmm. doing his thing, I would also trade a couple of those homers for like more three for four days or, you know, like two for two for five with a walk type of days. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously power hitting, um, you know, power hitting JP is is not something that anybody really had on their bingo card. Um, and also, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, JP's had a hot month here and there, and then he's cooled down and then he's been about average last year. JP was objectively bad really from like June until the end of the year. He was not a good hitter really at any stretch. Mm -hmm. Um, he had a very good first two months and then he was one of the worst qualified everyday hitters in, in baseball, basically from June 1st on last year. So, you know, to take, to take advantage, I don't know if he can do this again, like, is JP just going to be a guy now who, who puts 270, 380, 415 with 20 home runs every single year for the rest of his career? I, I bet probably not, but for now, this this is great. And this might Don't be try his, him. This, this might be his career year offensively. And so you want to take advantage of that and get JP into the playoffs when he's, you know, having what could be his career year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's been fantastic. I think he's got a shot at 20. 
the the number I'm looking at more as like he's might have a legit shot to get there is probably the 400 on base. I think he's at like 382 right now. Yeah. Um. And obviously, you know, 400 on base percentage is insane. Insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I that's the number that that I care about. I guess I would say, but um, yeah, JP's just been spectacular this year. I don't know how many shortstops I've ever had. You know, 20 home runs, 400 on base percentage seasons uh in major league history but i'm gonna guess that list is mostly ernie banks you know uh a rod cal ripkin like i'm gonna guess that's a pretty elite list uh, of guys who've done that and jp's got a shot so uh crawford has been everything you could possibly hope for offensively um and if he finishes the year hot he might steal you know like a 10th place down ballot mvp vote or something like that i wouldn't be shocked if he if he popped up on somebody's ballot because he's got a shot to finish the year as a five-win player that's counting in the fact that the defensive metrics don't love him. And we know that the metrics are wrong. Like JP is not the worst defensive there. He's not the worst defensive shortstop in baseball. Stop with that. Is he a gold glover? No, I don't think he is, but is he at least average? Yes. He's definitely at least average, um, probably slightly above. And so you add that with the fact that he's, you know, might have a 400 on base. He might hit 20 home runs like, Mm -hmm. and that he has been the most consistent player for the Mariners from game one to game you know 162 uh yeah there, there's some legitimate you know there's some legitimate discussion to be had if jp is maybe the most valuable player uh on the mariners hmm. uh this year uh probably not julio's you know julio julio's julio but yeah, yeah. Well, but i mean post july it's been like i mean <laughs> it's a possibly the it's possibly the greatest player on planet earth right now <laughs> like, sure right yeah so it's like him or mookie bats but uh yeah, Mookie is amazing. Yeah. Except, you know, for BR Walkoff, who thinks that Mookie Betts doesn't even exist. Yeah, I think that's because he's not a se- he's played a lot of second base this year. He's played more in right field though. As he's quali- okay. he's qualified way more in in right, right field than than second base. Yeah, that that's an insane list. Mookie Betts it Betts is the best uh right fielder in baseball. Also Aaron Judge 10. I'm sorry, but come Aaron on. like Aaron I get Judge he's been 10. hurt, but come on. Come on. Yeah, like <laughs> No. Anyway, Betts anyway. is Betts is probably the best athlete in all of baseball. Uh, you know, he's he's a fantastic bowler. He's a fantastic football player. Like he's got he he routes guys basketball, up. Yeah, yeah. Like he'll route up NFL DBs. Like he's a great basketball player. You see what he does on the baseball field. Like, dude's a freak. And Julio has basically been that. I don't know if Julio's can route up dudes on on a crosser. <laughs> you know, I don't know if he if he's burning. I'd like to see it. I don't know if he's burning Tariq Woolen or anything like that, but um, yeah, Julio has basically been Mookie Betts uh, since July one, like just normal year Mookie, not this God level Mookie. And we talked about this last year too, after his April struggles, he had the same WRC plus as Mookie Betts did. Like yeah. Betts might be the comp for Julio. They do it a little differently, but right. I mean, that that's what we're talking about here. So it's like JP most years, like it'd be an easy Get Julio at second base. That's what we're saying. (laughs) Let's not do that. In fact, let's start talking about moving Julio to right field at some point, you know, just to keep the legs a little fresher. But um, yeah, it's, it's JP is, is having kind of, I don't want to say a forgotten season, uh, but it's just being overshadowed by what was an incredible, uh, what was, what was a very good July. What was an incredible August um, from, you know, one of the faces of major league baseball. Otherwise we'd be talking about JP a heck of a lot more. And, and, you know, I don't think the Mariners are ever going to label a player as their captain, uh, but we all know who it is, right? There's no debate. Nobody out there saying, 
oh, yeah. the Mariners were going to name a captain tomorrow. They should name Julio. Nobody is saying that. No, not even no, Julio JP. would say that. It's JP. Yeah. JP it's is JP. the guy. Um, yeah. and Kyle JP Seeger had... kind of passed that like torch to him, right? As like, yeah, because the... Kyle Seeger definitely earned it. I but... know, but <laughs> I know, I know, I know that was going to get no, the response that... out of you, but still, yeah, it, it's it, kind it, of, yeah. It, that was kind of that moment that we saw there. And I think JP even said that was kind of what that was. And uh, yeah. he's taken on that role and just ran with it. Um, I know that, you know, a lot of teams, they don't put the C on the chest anymore. I know Salvi got that recently with Kansas City, but he's been there for forever. Right. I don't know, man. Don't wait. I Like, if you're going to do it, don't wait. Just put the C <laughs> on his chest, man. He, he has earned it. He is the captain of the team. I don't think they're ever going to do it, and I'm I'm fine I'm fine with them choosing not to do that. Um, but yeah, if you are going to do it, like to any player right now, it's it's JP. JP is the guy. It's absolutely, JP. Yeah, he embodies what the Mariners want to be about, and and you know, it, it's no disrespect to Julio. Julio can, you know, to borrow borrow a uh, you know um, an analogy that I know some of you guys well, may, some of you guys might like. The 95 Mariners, right? Oh, like, God. Yeah. Griffey is still Griffey, and he's still the favorite. And he is, uh, and Julio is Julio, and he's still the favorite. Yeah. But Jay Buhner is the captain, and he's overlooked sometimes for his contributions, and that's what J.P. Crawford is. J.P. Crawford is kind of the, the Jay Buhner to, to you know Julio's Griffey, although I think it's safe to say completely different personalities between <laughs> between JP and the bone, but uh, you get the idea. Like your best player. Someone, someone get JP player. to say trucks, trucks, trucks more, trucks. more trucks. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Tell them JP sent you. <laughs> yeah. Tell them the craw daddy sent you. <laughs> the P stands for power. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I feel like we made that up. The, the P stands for power. Maybe. I, I feel like know. that's us. Like we we right. had that first, but I don't if you know. want if you want to, if you want to take credit for it, whatever, go. Well, for I don't. It. I just like you know sell some merch with it, but like I don't want to get copywritten. Sure. So, but <laughs> sure. I feel like we were the first ones to tweet that. I can't prove it. If you guys know, let us know because I I, sure. I give credit where it's due. But like, I feel like the P stands for power is like a CTZ original, or pretty close to it at least. So, the Rangers are going to lose. Yeah. Right now they're down score. twelve. They're down twelve to three. How many runs did they give up this series? Is fourteen yesterday, right? They might have given up forty. It's fourteen yesterday, I think. Twelve today so far. Didn't they give up double digit runs in the first game too? I think they gave up like ten. Hold on, let's see. Let's let's see real quick. Uh, <laughs> By the way, they threw Evaldi and Scherzer in two of these games. Yeah, and Gray, Gray in the other one, right? And I think Gray. Yeah. So like, uh, yeah, so they've given up 39 runs. They gave up 13 on Monday, 14 yesterday, and now 12. I'm not saying that Houston's not good, but no, it yeah. might be time to examine, like, I mean, well, and again, that's like gray. Um, it was what it was gray of all day Scherzer, right? Let me, let me let me confirm. It was definitely Evaldi yesterday, and yep. who they Scherzer rushed back today. without a rehab assignment. Which, you know, Nathan Evaldi, obviously the beacon of health, genius <laughs> gotta, front office. Yeah, gotta gotta rush that guy back. Uh, gotta give Chris Young a lot of credit. He sure spent a lot of money. That makes him smart. Oh man, yeah, dude. 
Wow. Um, yeah, they're in baseball hell. Like they're actually like I don't yeah. want to get too far ahead of myself here, but they they've helped the Mariners a lot here. They <laughs> they've yeah. they've like they've covered the Mariners, you know what, for uh not playing the best ball lately. Right. Um, you know, we'll see if they make the playoffs. I still think they have a shot and like I yeah. think they can turn this around somewhat because it is a talented roster. There's no there's no denying that. Um but man, that pitching it was staff, Heaney. It was Heaney oh, okay. on Monday, by the way. Yeah. That pitching staff, though, like in the bullpen. Yeah. Hey, by the way, how's Cole Reagan's doing? Oh. <sighs> it's funny what you could have had if you didn't trade for somebody who, you know, did something I can't say on on YouTube because we might yeah, get monetized. Yeah. That is a terrible trade for the Texas Rangers. Terrible, terrible they trade. made it. Terrible but, trade. Yeah, you made your bed. Go lie in it. We'll we'll see if, if the Rangers can turn it around. I still think they might. I think they have a shot, but they still have time. They're still like yeah, they're they gonna be twenty three games left. Yeah, they're only two back of the division. Like, yeah, they're I think one up still on Toronto. So like they're not in in terrible spot, but yeah, they're playing. What so, <laughs> they're they're gonna play themselves out of it here in the next so, few days. The Mariners are going to be plus two on the Rangers. Yeah, plus two or two. plus one and a half. Uh, they're going to be plus two on the Rangers. Okay. Uh, right now, if you look at the standings with Toronto, it says that they're that the Mariners are plus one and a half on Toronto. But keep in mind, they have the tiebreaker on Toronto because they split the season series. So it goes to intra-divisional record. And the Mariners have a better record against AL West teams than the Blue Jays have against AL East teams. Now, that might not ma- matter if there's like a three-way tie. There might be some other tiebreakers that make it where Toronto ends up winning the tiebreak. Who knows? If that becomes a thing, we'll 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 cross that bridge if we yes. ever get to it. Hopefully, we never do. But yeah. My suggestion would be just have a better record than Toronto and Texas at the end of the year. Sounds like a good strategy. You know, I'm no, I'm no baseball genius, but I'm pretty sure that's how you get into the playoffs. So yeah, might be worth looking into Jerry. <sighs> so yeah. You know what else might be worth looking into getting a reliever. Mm. Mm. Paul Seawald, the return. Just couldn't afford Andrew Chafin, huh? Who went for the, re- no. the return cool. of Paul Seawald this winter. Book oh, that's going to, that's going to hit so hard. It's going to hit so hard. Josh Rojas for it's going to be Josh Rojas and Ryan bliss for Christian Walker and Paul Seawald. I love oh. Josh. I want Josh to stay. I, yeah, I like Josh. Josh fine. Yeah. Josh Rojas. But... Baseball is life. So let me get this straight. Ty is saying he would rather have Josh Rojas than Paul Seawald. Well, Ty no, I'm just saying if Josh... you get, please get Paul Seawald without having to trade. Ty would Josh rather Rojas. have Josh Rojas. Like, Ty clearly thinks that Paul Seawald is a bad person. It's confirmed. We've we've sussed wow. that out. All Ty right. was giddy when they traded Paul. He's like, good. I don't like that guy. He's too perfect. He's or whatever wow. his reason what was. You, what are you doing to me right now on the show? <laughs> I'm I'm taking us way over the time limit. So yeah, that that is what we're doing. Or that's what you're doing more specifically. All right, that's gonna do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. It wouldn't be Locked On Mariners if it didn't get unhinged by the end of the show. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well over at Locked On Mariners. That's one word, Locked On Mariners. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. Thank you again for making us your first listen after the game. 
Again, you can catch the Mariners on the Rays tomorrow on the Mariners Hometown Broadcast with SiriusXM via the SXM app. And then you can catch us after the game here on the Locked On Mariners postgame show. So we'll see you then. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day. Peace.